When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that will suit me for the next few months as we are deep into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame season. With me, as always, is my co-host, whose connection to the hall is, I don't know if the word is dubious, but uh, Kristen Studdard. Hello. Yeah, Hi. <laughs> I was just thinking you were like, this will serve me for the following months. It's my time to shine, baby. It's certainly not the off season. It's the on season for the Rock Hall. I is mean, it ceremony season yet? Would you call it that? No, it's, it's not, not ceremony season because we don't yet. know who's getting inducted. No, this is correct. what's the special season? Oh, is our well, special coverage of the yeah. Non-piece? You you might say that right now we are doing special coverage of the 2020 class of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. You might say that we're doing special coverage. You might. But this is my season. I had something in Vulture uh, published recently about Uh, the Rock Hall. Yeah. Yeah. It's his season. Uh, Let's bring in our guest. You're hearing his his voice coming through. Tone Loke over here. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Freaking... Uh, we're very... I, well, I was trying to throw just a very little amount no, no, of shade no. at the Sorry. top. Uh-oh, you, the funky t- Cole Medina has stepped in. <laughs> we took too long to introduce you, but this guy is a musician. He's got a band here in town called Foe. You also might know him as DJ Super Paranoid. Uh, let's welcome our guest for today, Kyle Duncan Graham. Hello, everybody. Hi, Kyle. It's really good to see you guys. Thank Hi, you for, for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, we are deep in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame season. I didn't realize this was the season. It wants the nominees. the season. Because the season. From the nominee announcement to the broadcast of the induction ceremony, that is when stuff is happening with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then any other time, there's essentially it's, nothing. It's the off okay. season, and we're just kind of creating our own hype at that time. <laughs> this yeah. is a very ESPN tactic. It's oh fine. It's yeah. really good. What's wild is I don't care about the Rock Hall, and I also don't really care about sports. 
Yeah. So no. but like, but it's the idea of like generating generating news in a non news cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Sure. That's, and that's, this is great. I like that this is happening. Like making it feel like it's happening twelve months a year it's when it actually is kind of happening season. six weeks. Yeah. Maybe. Rare. Yeah. It's always rock season when you're friends with Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we are deep in the month of Rocktober. Yes. Fully. I sent Fully Joe. A, I sent Joe a text on October first, and I said, "Hey, Joe." Happy Rocktober. And then Good. I sent him a guitar with the loud effect. Oh, yeah. Hands. Sound on. And I, <laughs> I appreciated that. Kyle, I first question I want to just kind of ask you, uh, we acknowledge here that the Hall of Fame is not something that people really think about very often. Sure. And it's kind of a peripheral entity for a lot of people. But coming into this, what, if anything, is your connection to to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's tenuous at best. I would have to say that I'm a little bit more um, closely hewn to Camp Kristen. Yeah. yeah. Not saying yeah, that it's baby. not important, but that I no, never think course. about it. Of course not. Um, and then when I see who gets inducted, I'm usually like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Not that it is, because I actually, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that whether, whether or not, I wanted to see if my initial hypothesis that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is bullshit held any water. And I wanted to, I was like, well, it matters on ultimately who's in it like that's mm-hmm. going to matter, right? So then I look down the list and I'm like, I think pretty much everyone deserves to be in there. Yeah, like, it's not. Yeah. I, have, I have a couple of questions. Like, does does Eric Clapton really need to be in that many fucking times? Three no. times the Clapton Club. Is that why? And he and he and then he's like, I'll move to Cleveland if you do this. <laughs> yeah, it, it you was put a, the Yardbirds in. I'll do it. It was an agreement with the uh, Chamber of Commerce <laughs> at right. Cleveland. Him and uh, LeBron James. They were like, you will let you we'll let you have any house you want. Anything right. you want. Now I do think Clapton deserves to be in three times. The, I mean, yard, the Yardbirds, though? Am I, yeah, am the I Yardbirds. Because really? the Yardbirds were like early hard rock. I mean, there's no Zeppelin without the Yardbirds. We did a thing There's no once, Aerosmith that. without the Yardbirds. We did a thing that. once where I tried to name all the members of the Yardbirds. Did we no. not? I think maybe we did the guitarist. Is Jeff Beck in the Yardbirds? Jeff Beck was in the Yardbirds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we went Clapton, Beck, and then Jimmy Page. Okay, yeah. That's okay. maybe what we did, was okay. naming I, the guitarist. I think at one point I was just like, hmm... The Yardbirds question but mark, but like, and- t- like how long it took Sister Rosetta Tharp to get into the. Yeah, no, that is that is fucked up. That's fucked up. She's foundational. That's that's yeah. it. That's the Dead Sea Scrolls. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the Silmarillion. If but you one will. of the things that's I like really about nerdy. the Hall is that was an error, but it was fixed. True. So you know, it's, it's, it, unlike the Grammys, where an error is encased in amber it's forever, you can. There's hope for anybody. Kyle, I would like yes. to show you, and I think you've looked at this already, but I would I like have, to, I would like to show I could, you I could this look year's at it again. ballot. Yes. What I would like to do is, I w- it, if you had a ballot, you would get to pick five names off of this ballot. Correct. And you can actually vote online. I, I don't, you know, so strange that this, that this is all, this is all like uh, universal kismet for me. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. We don't really need to get into like I don't believe in like fate he manifested or whatever. It. But he manifested no, it. I randomly was you looking put at your crystals in the moon. Maybe lighting I it brought did you to do our that. Podcast. I did that. That stuff makes way more sense. <laughs> I divined it. I, I held up my my divining rod like mm-hmm. I led myself to water. I looked at this and I'm and it it randomly came up on uh one of the search engines and it's like oh you could yeah. vote for this right now and I'm like and I did yeah so and this year this year for the first time Wait, can you vote for five now. It's always been five. five. Oh, I Kristen. thought you could only vote for one. I've never voted. I don't. <laughs> well, here, here, if you open your browser. What, what Kyle's bringing that. up is the voting this year is powered by Google. 
It is. Powered. Meaning, if Hashtag you Google trademark. anybody on the ballot and it just their name, oh. it, the voting will pop up. God, I'm so really... if you just happen to be Googling Notorious B.I.G. or Pat Benatar, it will just pop up as the first thing and then that you can vote that easily helps with their popularity do you know what i mean like that makes it even more that the most popular people, <laughs> the people who are, are being googled the, the most yeah get that ballot is right. then being shoved into the faces of the you googlers know? kyle who would you choose from this uh this year's ballot it's a bummer because i looked at it and i voted and i th- i wished i had more because yeah, i right? was really i'm like why the fuck aren't like why isn't pat benatar in already correct that's you're, that's you're asking me brutal. That's brutal. She should be in already. Yeah. So would you? She was a vote. Then? Okay. Yeah. 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 She yeah. was a Wise. vote for me. Wise. Um. Can we put in a um like a guitar sound effect that's like? Yeah. Every, every right. time you every for time you make a definitive yeah. vote. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no. Pat Benatar. Great. Um, I'll do it. I you do it. Just do. It. Um, I, I it's stunning to me. I Whitney Houston should be <laughs> in. But like, is is that rock and roll? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so right, so like, because there's all the there's finally they had Grandmaster Flash in, which totally makes sense. Like, is DJ Cool Herc in? Talking about early influencers? No. Then what the fuck were we even talking about? What the fuck were we even talking about? That's what gets me mad. Early influences of hip hop Um, too. MC Five should be in. I don't know if that would be my vote right now because then I get because I got worried. I'm like, oh, what can you uh, are you allowed to vote for all these? Like, are, are people going to get fallen off the ballot? It's weird that Wayne Kramer and MC5 aren't in already. Mm-hmm. That's really weird. You look at, I looked at everyone on that list, and I'm like, because I really want Judas Priest in, because mm-hmm. there's no metal. Without there's Judas Priest. No, well, <laughs> I don't know if that was a No, that's vote not yet, necessarily no. true. Okay. Um, well, I mean, they, they're a, a founding father. They, they are. are. So, heavy metal for all the things that happen. We're, I'm really putting a long tail on this kite. Um, there was, there were bands like you know people like Screaming Jay Hawkins and like mm-hmm. and Dick Dale and mm-hmm. people who were making their amplifiers do things that were very weird, like mm-hmm. not just a, a tone of a guitar being amplified. It was like we have reverb coils mm-hmm. on our amps and we're making things sound very strange and ethereal and all this blah blah blah. So you have people like that. Screaming Jay Hawkins is definitely a voice that's like, well, this is a very insane voice. And then you get people like Arthur Brown, and then you notice all these bands like from the '60s and all these flower people. Slowly, like things were either getting much, much heavier, or they were getting much, much, much lighter, mellower. much mellower. So then you yeah. have all this sweater vest set. You get like the Seals and Crofts, and you get like the James Taylors and all these things, and these things that mellow, soothing sounds. And then the other ways that rock and roll bands were going is a lot of them were just turning, turning up to eleven and just getting becoming walls of sound. The most important two heavy metal bands, the bands that were finally were the bands that people said that about, Black Sabbath and Deep Purple. Mm-hmm. Both are finally in the hall. That's good and that's important. It took Deep Purple twenty three years or whatever to get in. Yeah, but and that's and that's fucked up. It is. But the hall they're there. The, the so hall, okay. The hall has not had a good rep- reputation in terms of metal. So that's, but they then don't have a good year, reputation. We were with a saying this a very metal heavy ballot. It does seem to be a very to metal heavy credit, ballot. Yeah. But a heavy like, ballot. So I want to put on all of the heavy artists that I see because I'm afraid they won't get another shot. Also, something you guys should know, just our listeners should know, is that DJ Super Paranoid is a heavy metal DJ. I am a heavy metal yeah, DJ. I so, DJ a heavy metal. So you know your stuff. So he obviously, sort of, as you can tell from his just last few minutes of, of talking, do. he's very to. allegiant to the heavy metal stuff. I, I think it's it's 
it is the it is one of the most largely listened to genres. Like if you listen to if you look at Spotify data, mm-hmm. one of the largest growing genres and has been consistently is what they would call heavy metal. Part of that has to do with the fact that there's so many things that can sort of dovetail into that genre, mm-hmm. and part of it is just the fact that those bands are working really really hard and they they really care about the music that they're making and it doesn't necessarily make them a lot of money and so they're not worried about like, that, like these are dark times and people want I mean, dark people want to rage <laughs> we need to we need we need the sounds the scurrilous sounds of the yeah. dark lord <laughs> bolting through our chests to keep us safe all right so yeah. who's so okay who, pat okay. benatar also whitney houston <laughs> um i i absolutely had to put in judas priest whoa 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 um, I put in Biggie. Good. Chicka waka chicka waka chicka waka. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. I like. And it. and I shouldn't have. I I sort of feel like I they don't need this vote yet, but I voted for Soundgarden. Of course. I mean, that's what I'm Black expecting. Oh, son. It's great. That's yeah. But you came here to but talk. Lizzie you should came... be in like, like Thin Lizzie's right there. Yeah. T Rex yeah. is right there. T Rex is right there. I'm not a T Rex guy, but I respect them. Oh. Of course, they should be in. Yeah, they should be in. Yeah. Thin Lizzy. Holy shit. Thin fucking Lizzy. They rule. Mm-hmm. They're so good. They made a bunch of great albums. They made a bunch of great albums that weren't just Jailbreak. People are like, oh yeah, the boys are back in town. I'm like, yeah, it's a great song. They made so many awesome albums. Yeah, they have I an interesting know. career that Americans in particular. Yeah, I learned it's... that they were Irish recently. Yes, they're Irish. <laughs> they're the best Irish them man recently. of all time. Step aside, you two. Damn. Ooh, Get out of here. Fighting words. Get out of here. That's the, a pretty good. Oh, sorry. Ballad, was that was that also, comment a little too on the edge? Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. We're yeah. into it. Yeah. So Take now two. let me say that you put my top three in the three that I think must get in this time okay. are Biggie, Pat, and Whitney. Yep. Those top three. I'm like, if they don't get in. Ooh. But like Motorhead is right here too, and right, like Motorhead what... has to get in. But, well, I think this is this is a ballot of. Mostly, if not all, but I'll say mostly, were the candidates for induction, which is what makes this hard. Because yeah. if you can only pick five, that's that's how it gets tricky. Yep. That's why it's and, difficult. You know, it's hard too when you have so many metal acts because uh-huh. they're gonna split the I, vote. To be to be totally honest, Soundgarden's not going to get in and it doesn't matter that Chris Cornell died last year. It doesn't well, matter. Well a lot of these guys it. are dead. That's the look, other thing. Yeah. It's yeah. an extremely dead ballot. It's a very From Mark Boland to Phil Lina to Lemmy to Whitney Houston to Purist B.I.G. Yep. To Chris Cornell to Rob Whitney. Tyner. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 and you can't. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about Soundgarden, though. Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about why, uh, why you love Soundgarden and you, you're bringing Soundgarden into show for the class today. Sound- yes. <laughs> let's let's talk almost, about I it. I almost brought in my uh, my copy of Bad Motor Finger on vinyl with the lenticular uh That would have helped. Holographic. The visual aid will sometimes get me on your side a little bit more. <laughs> it happened with Boston where I was like, that's a cool album. Yeah, right? <laughs> Is Boston in the fame, Hall no. of Fame? Uh-uh. No. Yeah, they only did that one really great album. Uh, but talk to me about what Soundgarden kind of means to you and the personal connection. Um, I'm a little too young, ultimately, for like the grunge explosion. I mm-hmm. just turned 38. When most people who like listen to a lot of grunge are like sort of in their 40s, maybe 50s. I I listened to Bad Motor Finger. <laughs> the reason I bought that album is because I grew up. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I grew up on a little island in Washington State on the Canadian border. Like it was so going to a, a record store was a big deal. 
like getting off the island. You had to take a ferry. <laughs> you had to get off the island. You could, what you was the island? I grew up in the San Juan Islands. I grew up on Orcas Island. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, I grew up there. And going, we would, would, if we ever had to take a family trip to like buy like school clothes or like food from Costco or like whatever that was, we would always call it going to America. So whenever we would go to America, we, uh, I would beg my mom to let me go to uh, a Sam Goody. I saved my allowance. I'm like, I'm, I have enough money to buy three cassettes. It was 1991. And I'm like, I need to buy that Nirvana album. And I'm Every, like, everybody's I'm ten, talking about I'm it. I'm ten yeah. years old, right? I'm like, I need to, I need to know what everyone's listening to, because they still weren't like Did really getting a lot of play on the radio. Did your parents not listen to it at all? No, um, my, I was raised in a household. What we listened to in the house was Ohio Players, Stevie, uh, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind, and Fire, War. Like that's what was in the house. So like, not a lot funky of funky household. I lo- my mom. I remember mom on Christmas. Uh, one year, she bought me a copy of the White Album by the Beatles because one day in the car, I was like, "What's this song?" She's like, "It's Obla di Obla da." I'm like, "Huh, this is cool. Who is this?" She's like, "It's the beat, Kyle." She's like, "I have failed you." She wrote that. And she wrote that on, the, on like the note inside. Like when I got a copy of the White Album, she's like, "I did some bad parenting." Oh, <laughs> so that's, that's good like, parenting. That's good parenting. Yeah. That's corrective. It's like it's like yeah. the, when you and you don't get certain members in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you yep. go back and you atone. You yep. fix mm-hmm. it. She so that was like a massive gap in my like music listening because it was all funk and soul and Motown stuff. And then like when I was a kid, I was finding like my friends were listening to, so it was like pop punk and stuff like sure. that. Yeah. So uh, you're 10 and you buy Nevermind. No, it was sold out. <laughs> oh, wow. And, I'm like, and they were just like, we don't have any copies of it. Like wow. just some dude. Some when like, you didn't have copies of it, I mean, that is sold out fucking wild to imagine right now. Just we live in just the age of infinite access. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine not being able to listen to a song I want to listen to. Isn't that nuts? The amount of mm-hmm. rage I have when I have to like rent a movie that's not like streaming for it's you. Not know available what I mean? on one of the big streaming platforms. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. excuse me, I have like all three. Three ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I have. It is a human right. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to download Must Love Dogs. <laughs> Oh, shit. Like it's so true. That so uh, so you get there, you're like, here I go. I'm joining the cultural revolution, and yeah. they're like, sorry, dude, dude, we're sold out. And it's like, one also, of those... would he have sold it to you because it's parental advisory? Oh, it wasn't a parental advisory album, even though it had a it has baby a little boy baby with a penis peen. on it. it yeah, was, but otherwise, I guess l- lyrical fine. content. Yeah, they don't swear. Oh, because rape cool. me is not on that one. No, it? that's in your which that's did okay. for a while have a parental advisory sticker, but then sometime. It was reissued and then it didn't. There I was, think it was the cover the, and stuff like the that. The Walmart version of In Utero mm. changed the word rape. To date me? To waif. To waif me. I remember waif looking at that. I'm like, that's yeah. not a song. I remember I was a kid also being very would be very funny if it was date me. Yeah, that's, well, um, that's extremely the Walmart, funny. Walmart the Walmart edited cover of uh the Tool album cover was just black. Remember that that Undertow album was just like what was on the out. actual cover? It's like a rib cage. Oh, it was the back of the album that's like a taxidermied pig sitting on forks and on the side it says like Undertow or something like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. But anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, whatever. So they didn't have Nevermind. And so they didn't have it. I'm like, oh, and you're no. Like, I'll but take I remember like best. seeing I remember as a kid like seeing news reports on like other bands. Like, Especially oh, well, you're in the Paci- bands. you're Dude, in the Pacific Northwest. Well, all of a sudden, yeah. the Pacific Northwest is becoming cool, and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll tell you something about the Pacific Northwest that had never been cool. You ever see the movie Hype, the movie by Doug Prey? 
documentarian. He, he d- directed and edited a bunch of different documentaries. He directed this movie about the birth, basically like the birth and death of the grunge movement, like truly mm-hmm. like the death of it. And like people who, if you know any people from the Pacific Northwest, they're all, especially around uh, like people of that generation, they're all just so fucking snide and like mm-hmm. sarcastic and perpetually like well i mean like, that's like they the came gen out of a x shower. that's gen x's thing is sarcastic you can't care about anything over it and that whole yeah and that whole and ethos. like no shade gen x like no too i love it i totally <laughs> love it like yeah this this generation could use a little jolt yeah. of some gen x shit <laughs> yeah it really could. we're a little too into stuff a little yeah. too much fan culture we could uh-huh. have a little yeah, sar- yeah sarcasm. Yeah, like people are talking about like actual like kids who are jaded. I'm like, no, these motherfuckers aren't jaded. No They're kids too are exuberant about everything. Yeah. There's too much serotonin fire. Well, and also, brains. everybody is just like, I'm a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which They're is like, like selling awful. out is fucking cool, and I can't wait. <laughs> it's no, like, it's it's yeah. It's, the chickens have come home to roost from like the me generation in the '80s. Like it's yeah. like a whole world of Alex P. Keaton's. My God. So you have to get. So I'm sorry. I'm, oh, back, yes. I, you have to get a backup album. Basically, you, I have to get a backup get album. Do you second-rate Nirvana, aka so, Soundgarden? I'm like, wow, ooh. Well, I know, cold-blooded <laughs> that you're saying that. <laughs> and, and I and I was like, well, there's another band that's out there, uh, Pearl Jam. Hell uh, yeah, you have dude. a Pearl Jam album, and the kid, the guy. Think of a guy who came from the Pacific Northwest in 1991. Yeah, that's the guy. This okay? is perfect. He looks like he just came out of a rain shower. like long, stringy hair. His name's probably Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah, we have copies of ten. He got me a copy of 10. And you Hell are yeah, 10 dude. at this point. And I am 10. I'm like, I get this it. For me. Like, this is my <laughs> right. album. Do you have any of this? 10 and is a kick ass album. Find that. And I was digging through my pockets. I'm like, I don't have any money left. And my older sister was like, we have to go. Like, buy something, please. We have to get back in the car. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm like, I was trying to remember like grunge bands. I'm like, oh, God, I want to look, I, I need to be cool. I can't get emotionally beat up at school anymore. I need a thing. I need an identity for God's sake. And, I was trying to remember songs and artists and I'm like Soundgarden is a band Soundgarden's a band and I looked and I, I saw on the wall of cassettes I saw a copy of Bad Motor Finger shoop grabbed it newest Soundgarden album I'm like yeah this is what I wanted so I was trying to look cool in front of my sister I'm like yeah this, this is what I it was it. cheaper than 10 it was I got it as well I got Pearl Jam's 10 and I got Soundgarden's okay. Bad Motor Finger on the same day. Because I was like, day. it's very funny to go from first rate Nirvana to second rate Nirvana to third rate Nirvana. That is like, really careful what you saying. Careful This is very saying. bad. So you bought Bad Motor Finger. Did it change your life? I remember sitting at my aunt's house because that was that was where we, we had gone. She lived north of Seattle. Did like, you have a Walkman with you? Yes. Okay. I had my Walkman with me. Very good. I had my Sony Walkman. And I remember sitting at my aunt's house my aunt and my my mom were like watching TV. I remember turning on, like hitting play on the Soundgarden. It was just the first one I opened. Mm-hmm. I, I remember playing that record and putting it on. And I heard the like the opening trill to Rusty Cage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and and like you know it's it's it comes in in two channels. Like the opening, cha- I think the opening riff comes in like your in your, your left, left ear, can, and, then, and then like the echo riff comes in the right can, and the two guitars are like panning back and forth doing that. And Matt Cameron's snare rushes in, and we're off and running. (laughs) 
and that song, it changed my life instantly. And I'm like, this, this is what rock and roll, this is what rock and roll is supposed to sound like. I'm 10 years old. I don't have any fucking friends. And this is what rock and roll is supposed to this sound like. This is like the most beautiful story in I, the world. Soundgarden, to me, that album, Bad Motor Finger, is one of the, I would say, one of the 10 most influential things that I've ever heard in my entire life. Also, that, and that from is obviously the, a very personal from, story. From the minute you press play, too. Like, it's very beautiful when something can, can hit you like that. Immediately. And well, that that's, you, that's just good. That's just and that good songwriting. And that you didn't know what you were listening for. I feel like so oh, often... Oh, I didn't. You're right. I didn't. I, I, like I was looking, I was so often looking it, for, like, a... A, yeah. a life ring and like like so often in, in, that, in that era people or myself uh, you know when you're a kid you're buying an album for the one song that you've heard so you're just want you to get to forward. that one yeah. you know you're like oh this isn't that song skip like, <laughs> right you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just kind of annoyed you're not kind of going into it with the experience of the whole album in mind and mm -hmm. so to go into something where you don't know what it's going to sound like and for it to just blow you away you. is really that's a cool idea and moment it was it's funny because i wanted to i knew that i wanted to hear something as i, I like i said i didn't have any fucking friends i didn't have any buddies you're living on an island of off the coast of america i always i always, I always wore like a cardigan <laughs> to school like i didn't have any fucking friends man mm -hmm. that would and, be a cool move now yeah honestly you well, I mean, now. Like, definitely your life worked a lot. sounds so yeah, cool here. right now it's like i was living on an island no, off the coast now of washington it, i want to leave i, I was leave wearing cardigans and just like it's like wow yeah it's almost like you <laughs> did your life backwards like that's yeah. a retirement <laughs> <Right>. situation <laughs> to go live on an island and wear cardigans so chill i wanted to hurry up and just get to LA and live with cockroaches every yeah. day. But Beautiful. like that's a very personal reason why like Soundgarden is important. And that's not everyone's reason that they're important. If we want to talk about why Soundgarden's actually important, Soundgarden is probably the best distillation of that a whole boom and bust of grunge. They no, are hype the movie. They I mean they are <laughs> hype the movie. They're like they were fucking nobodies. They were playing in they were playing in garages in, you know, a moss covered hellscape for eight months out of the year how dare you I, a it's, moss I mean, covered hellscape the pacific <laughs> northwest can be really brutal hellscape does, i mean I, it can it, be I mean, yeah. visit seattle i love yeah. it i love it oh and, and seattle's just so fucking charmless <laughs> now it's awful but those the reason those people were all like doing that kind of thing and making all that music is there was nothing else to do oh yeah mm -hmm. other bands weren't touring up there like seattle was the end of the world like bands there was there's a quote in the film that's why i was bringing up hype earlier there's a quote in the film by somebody, I, he's a graphic artist. I'm spacing his name right now, but he was saying like, "Is it no Banksy? One, art, art, something." I feel like his name was Shepherd Fairy. <laughs> Shepherd Fairy. Um, Good God. <laughs> no, sorry, it wasn't Pablo him. Picasso. That's him, Pablo Picasso, <laughs> who no one knew until this day. Uh, and he was like, bands would go as far north as San Francisco, and they would fucking leave. They would go mm -hmm. back east. So no one went to Portland. No one went to Seattle. No one went to Vancouver. Like no one, no one cared. No one knew what that was up there. So uh, we can't make money. We can't do so. That whole that whole region was busy making their own fun. So Soundgarden is still the best example of a band that was making their own fun, got absolutely fucking enormous, and then just sort of fell apart petered out didn't do mm -hmm. like they didn't they didn't fly so close to the sun like nirvana kurt cobain it was too much for him mm -hmm. and at yeah, 27 and he didn't want it yeah and at 27 he bought a, a fucking shotgun from dylan carson from that band earth he's like hey can i buy this 
<laughs> Dylan's like, yeah, what do you need this for? He didn't answer him for ever. For He still yeah. hasn't answered him. Right, yeah. And, like, it's, and Dylan Carson obviously still feels very fucked up. I bet he doesn't that. feel good about yeah. it. He doesn't feel really good about it. I don't think he knew that that's what you Kurt know, was going to do mean, with that guy. I mean, it's wild because people blame Courtney, but it's like, did she sell him the gun? No, uh, she no, didn't. No, and like, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I mean, this is I'm happy to blame get, a toxic I, relationship. I, I, yeah. but like, the exactly. point is, <laughs> guns don't kill people. Dylan Carson kills people. God, I went. I tell you what, I saw also, I saw Earth open for Boris a couple years ago with our good friend uh, Demorge Brown. And Dylan Carson fucking killed everybody. That's a, one of the weirdest shows I've ever seen in wow. my life. So, so in this case, it was a metaphor, though. Uh, yeah, no, okay. you're right. Uh, but also, can I just? But I know that I can feel the break coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, oh, I just want to say that you being like, and then they made their own fun, and I'm like, yes, Soundgarden. This is what fun sounds like. <laughs> it is. I'm it's like, fun. It's like, <laughs> Soundgarden. In Seattle, this is fun. It yeah. is. This no. counts as fun in Seattle. It does. It does. Like, it's very exciting. I, I, again, this is. I've been notoriously hard on Soundgarden, and I promise that I have a very open. No, I don't right ever now. want you to stop. I'm gonna. Uh, this is great. I want you to constantly rail against this. Well, one one of the things that makes the the concept of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so difficult and annoying for people is that music is subjective, obviously, right? And that's into make an institution like this where you're inducting some people and you're not inducting others. You have to strive to be objective to even wrap your head around it, Mm -hmm. which uh, is something that we try to do here. I have a list of criteria where I feel like if an artist does well in these categories, then they have a good case for induction. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to see how sound Garden stacks up. We'll be right back. Bye bye. That was good. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over the break that you uh, that you told someone a joke worthy of a ding, a dinger, a dinger, a ding of the so- bell, something that can make a friend ring a bell. <laughs> That's right. In tribute. All right, let's talk about Soundgarden. Uh, Soundgarden became... Yeah, fine. (laughs) Let's finally get around to talking about Soundgarden. Uh, Soundgarden became eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the 2012 ceremony. Oh. They have never been nominated before. This is their first time on the ballot. Okay. Chris Cornell inducted Heart, the band Heart. So good. In 2013. Talk about about some Seattle rock and roll. Yeah, right? The the Wilson sisters? Hell yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That shit rules. Barracuda is still one of the hardest songs ever made. I'm sorry. Barracuda kicks ass. I, but, There's a gun to Kristen said. <laughs> Barracuda kicks ass. No, but fucking Sarah Palin used to use that was like her nickname oh, in high school, and it was like a awful. big thing that like has corrupted that song in my mind. But the Wilson sisters were like, stop doing it. Yeah. Stop that's, playing. Isn't this funny how often that happens? Yeah. Republicans, Republicans try to use any song and then Bruce Springsteen or yeah. whoever has to be like, hey, uh, cut it out. Yeah. It's unbelievable. John oh, Mellencamp is like, no. Yeah. Did, did you guys listen to the words in any way? Fucking yeah. song? Yeah, right? Only, I don't get it. The only person, it's like, I guess it's Nuge or nothing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, Unless you Nuge, got Nuge, Keith. Some of the members of Journey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can play... You can play three minutes of Don't Stop Believing and then you have to stop it. Yeah. And when Chris Cornell died, they even though he had not been inducted, there was a tribute to him at the 2018 ceremony with Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains right. and Ann Wilson of Heart. And that was a great performance. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> we, I guess I don't. We am don't, I wrong? It sounds like it would be. And then you watch it and you're like, this is... A dirge. Yeah, we we did not. I mean, it was just a guitar and her singing, and it was yeah. kind, it was and it kind of bizarre. Well, I, I, I as I recall. liking it. Maybe I'm just being a homer. 
but I think you just, yeah, I think you like the idea of it yeah, and maybe you were primed to like it. Oh, God. Maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, it's worth it. Worth Edit a, this out. Worth Wait, a revisit. what's a homer? Like a home team like, person? Like someone who's, someone who's like the root, root, root for the home team. Okay. For, root, hey, root, no homer. More, more, uh, more. Hey, wow. Thank you. Also, there's some more sports stuff. Sports. Uh, this is sometimes the part where I say my connection or yeah, um, understanding of a band. I know every song that was popular of theirs in sure. the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the video for Black Hole Sun very vividly. Hard rewatch for that. For that video? Hard rewatch. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was a weird one. and Not as cool as I remember it yeah. being. Well, yeah, I mean, the things you thought were cool in the 90s when you yeah. were much younger. and then There you're was like, a moment yeah. when oh. I thought Sugar Ray was cool. I mean, things They have things a couple happen. of great songs. They, they truly do, will, but they are not that. cool. I mean, Fly, no, fly no, Kicks no. Ass, and I'm not wrong. Okay, uh, all right. Um, Super morning, Cat Remix yes. only. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but um, so I know I have a... I would say I have probably just a popular familiarity with Soundgarden. As someone who's listened to alt-rock radio, yes. certainly in you know in the past. Yes. Back when listening to the radio was exactly. listening to the radio. And yeah. I am, I'm familiar with them. They were on the harder edge of grunge, in mm-hmm. my, uh, from what I recall. And they kind of, in my mind, bridged like the gap from grunge to industrial a little bit like just because they were the harder they were a harder band um i was never super into them and then where i got real shitty on the um nomination announcement episode is because i have a long-standing feud with the hall's treatment of aretha franklin's death it's a it's like a little bit of a circuitous it is route here yes but but basically the hall they did a tribute they did the the aforementioned uh jerry cantrell uh and wilson, Ann wilson tribute to chris cornell after his death tribute yes. to chris cornell full four five minutes of that song of yeah. that, a whole just long kind of an unprecedented move for the hall given that chris cornell was not inducted they do tribute performances on occasion they did one for bowie i mean they did one for fucking glenn fry this is again Ooh. see now i'm getting even but more at the mad. very least he is an inductee yeah. you know sure, right. chris cornell had shown up to his ceremony before you know but and he go had ahead, some powerful Christian. friends and that's nice i'm I, it's not i'm not angry about it but then aretha franklin the first woman inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame dies and they do not do a tribute performance to her. I'm so and so I in my head, and I, I understand that this is my this own is un- personal this is grudge. This is unfair, but because this motherfucker got a tribute performance and my girl Aretha did not, and now they're nominated. I'm like it, it's so early to me. It just the hierarchy of grunge. I, Nirvana is obviously at the top. I believe Pearl Jam is right, you know, at, at the right hand of the father on that one. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And then, with that. you know, in on maybe on the bronze medal stand, we could have Soundgarden. But I'm like, are we already to the point where we're putting the bronze medal grunge band in? I mean, but that's now, now that now sounds like a hall problem and not a Soundgarden Correct. problem. Correct. Yes. That's, oh, that's, very much. That's is. absolutely acknowledgement and, that it, the, the and I'm on your side with that place. because I think the hall is still really really predominantly old and white and like should Jan Wenner still like have that much of a he voice? He doesn't. He doesn't? He He's no longer the chairman of the board. It just happened. Oh. It happened very recently. It was big news he in, was, all, in our world. In your world. But he was replaced by a different older white man. Yep. So. Oh, who's who's now the... A guy named John Sykes. 
helped to develop MTV, MTV. and oh. is like the president of iHeartMedia. And went around, oh. and what I'm seeing oh, wow. too, you know, yeah, we love conglomerates. Um, yeah, right? I am seeing in the Twitter sphere that there's some kind of, they're trying to put a positive spin on the fact that there were Oh, yeah. I mean, the uh, our friend Evelyn women. was uh, particularly pissed that the when the ballot was released, uh, the uh, publicity release that went along with it was like, it's an extremely diverse ballot. Oh. And it was like, not really. Not I really. mean, especially for women. Like if they had been paying attention to the conversation around the hall, like the past year, especially after Janet Jackson and Stevie Nicks during their induction speeches specifically said induct more women. And the fact that there is only there are only three on this ballot. Yeah, it's a mess. Yep. And the fact that I think people were upset that publications fell for it and just wrote what was in the the press release wrote. Yeah, it, it's a diverse ballot. The press release to publish pipeline over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we jump into the categories? Yes. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, and again, I, this is I it's a problem I have with the hall and not necessarily with this band. Yes, of course. But All it right. is why I reacted so negatively mm-hmm. when it was announced. Understood. The first category is critical acclaim. OK. Now, I believe Soundgarden was a received strong they were Critical nominated accolades. for a Grammy for their album Louder Than Love in 1990, and that album isn't any good. No, it is. Uh, and they were nominated for like best like metal performance for that record. Right, and, and this like, was before their breakout. Huh? They were nobody. One of the ways we can test critical acclaim is by looking at the Rolling Stone list of mm-hmm. the top 500 albums. Okay. Right? That's kind of oh a critical consensus. <laughs> we haven't done right? this in so long, it's I've been forgotten. A, it's been some time since, okay. we, since we've done this. This is all going to be very this So, very do you guys think Soundgarden has any albums on this Rolling Stone list? Can I, we talk about their albums first? The Can you tell me just what they, they have are? at least two. Okay. Here, right. Here's what I will kind of tell you, you Kristen. Right, but I need to get some info. So, they have... they have three, that record's 400. They don't have three. Here's the full discography of uh, Soundgarden uh, once they were a major label. Or, you know, SST, which is like the Black Flag, was Ultra Mega Okay. That's the Black Flag label. So that's independent. Their major label debut is this Louder Than Love album, which wasn't their breakthrough. Bad Motorfinger was definitely their breakthrough. That was the 1991 album that Kyle bought. Yes. Uh, And then Super Unknown is the one that went five times platinum. Yes. That's where it has Black Hole Sun on it. And then Down on the Upside was the last album they did before they broke up. And then they came back again in 2012 for King Animal. Okay. So they have four albums on major label. So they have, if you include King Animal from 2012, they Uh have five. I think that there is one album on this list. I think it is super unknown. If there are two, it's the Bad Motor Finger. Bad Motor Finger. I think they but, have two. It's got okay. two. Now, here's the thing about Rolling Stone and this list. Oh, let's get into you it. You might be right because they do, they favor obvious rock. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like they do favor it, but they tend to favor it from older, more 60s type bands. It's true. Uh we got, I mean, it's like if Dylan is on here five times, I don't think Soundgarden is on here twice. Dylan's on here like 10 yeah, times. Okay, that's right. what, what I was, you, so right. I, I, to me, I think they're on there one time and okay. I think it's with Super Unknown. Okay. So Kristen is correct. Okay. S- Super Unknown is the only album on the list of 500. 
Where do you think it falls on the 500? 324. It's got to be somewhere like around 400. Do you want to throw me a specific number? 402. Great. So, what did you say, Kristen? 324. Oh, no. Super Unknown from 1994. Mm-hmm. Soundgarden's five-time platinum masterpiece mm-hmm. comes in at 335. God wow. <laughs> It's close. I feel like, I feel like I've walked in. I've walked into like... It's weird. She's a ringer, dude. No, what's she weird what's is up. I literally in my mind just was like, I just try to imagine in my mind and I'm very good at randomly guessing This is it. good. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm It's a I'm, weird. I've gotten it on the nose one. Have I gotten it ever one time? I got it next to it. I think maybe you're one off once. And it was, oh. it was, a, it was upsetting but for me. But that was really good. That was really close. I felt 324 like to 335. Wizardry was in my midst and it worried me. Yeah. Yeah, that was very close. <laughs> and it was good. Was that was very midst. good. Was I was worried that it was going to be in the 100 suddenly and that I was like way off. So Soundgarden has a good amount of, I think, uh, acclaim from the critics, even like I the feel traditional like critics, get that. especially mm-hmm. Super Unknown. And the next category is classic albums. Uh, and I'd say Super Unknown is definitely a classic album. Yes. And then you could make a case for Bad Motor Finger as well. What year did Super Unknown come I think out? The, Super uh, Unknown came out in 1994. I think part of what helps make that the claim for Bad Motor Finger being an album that is so, so good. It's the Johnny Cash move. The that helps. That they that played Johnny it at Cash a prison. Did, that well, did. They played it <laughs> they live played at a prison. So Rick, they, to the, convicts. Rick Rubin, when he started working with Johnny Cash, he said, I want you to cover Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. Yep. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break my... Gonna break my Rusty Cage. So I think that helps cement that because people would go back and look at like the way Soundgarden was recorded like the way Terry Date did that album it's like really atonal it sounds a little like it was recorded in a swamp mm-hmm. because that's the way like a lot of early Soundgardens like Soundgarden didn't have an album that sounded very good until Super Unknown came out this we're already kind of transitioning into this let's talk about the next category is recognizable songs mm. And iconic songs. Uh, And let's kind of go through this um, chronologically. Sure. Right? I think the first album that has songs that most people would know is Bad Motor Finger. Yeah, no one knows anything off of those early records. No. Nothing, nothing. Uh, And the the two big songs off of Bad Motor Finger are the opening track, Rusty Cage. And then Outshine. Yeah, so those were like the two big singles off of Bad Motor Finger. The first one that you played Rusty was Rusty Cage, mm-hmm. and that was very much had a Pearl Jam feel to me. Mm-hmm. And then Chris mm-hmm. Cornell starts singing, and I'm like, "This is like wild because he has such a an even more intense style of singing than Eddie Vedder, yeah. who I think of as someone with a very intense. distinctive style of singing." I mean, Chris Cornell has like an operatic range. Yeah, yeah they say he's it's almost he's almost three full octave range, which is unreal. Mm-hmm. That's that's remarkable. especially in this genre. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. It was really neat. And then the second song, I was like, it had, what was it called? Outshined, which I had never heard before. Surprising. I felt like that had a, kind of an Alice in Chainsy feel to me. And like so a, the thing to point out is that, do you have? would you have any guess as to when Soundgarden formed? 
If you had to guess a year. Um, 89? 84. What? 84. So Soundgarden was... They were the older brothers to everybody. They were the first. They were the first real, honest to God, grunge band. Chris Cornell grew up in Seattle and was playing around in the city with his very good friend Andrew Wood. Andrew Wood being a guy who ended up being the front man for a band called Mother Love Bone. Uh, Mother Love who Bone. I've also heard of, but that was just like in Mother the Love time Bone. That... Well, no, the reason you know Mother Love Bone is because Andrew Wood died, and then they became Pearl Jam. Most okay. of that, yes, most of those guys, half of those guys went to go start Pearl Jam. That whole community of rock and roll that was happening in the early 80s through up until about 19, well, I guess, geez, through the, through the grunge explosion, but especially in the very beginning, like in the 80s, all of those bands all shared members. They all jumped around in each other's bands, so that's why there ended up being like a really like consistent sort of sound. They were like, there's a grunge sound. I'm like, yeah, well, it's because... Matt Everybody's Cameron. in the same band. It was the same yeah. band. Like Matt Cameron, who's the drummer for Soundgarden, who's now the drummer for Pearl Jam, who's the only member of Soundgarden who's currently in the Hall of Fame. He was playing. He was playing in Skin Yard, and he was playing in Love Battery. But like, <laughs> sounds like all a these prank. guys were. I know I could be making up stuff you don't know, but like all these guys were basically in the same thing. So the fact that you're like, it does sound like Allison Chains. He was playing yeah. Nut Junk. He was yeah, right. <laughs> I'm. I want. I want to give you. I, I want. I'm going to say. <laughs> you say Nut Junk. Yeah. So Skin Nut Junk. Yard, he was in Love Battery. Bone Pony. Nut junk. Bone Pony is actually a real band. Bone Pony is a real band. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Three grunge band names, and I want to tell you which one bucket. is. I wanted. I want you to tell me okay. which one isn't wait. a grunge band. Okay, oh, no. I'm can I do this for a second? I'm interested. Okay, one of them is Grunt Truck. Okay, Grunt Truck. Grunt Truck. Number one. The other is The Farts with okay. a Z. Farts. With a Z. With a Z. And the other one. Okay, and the third one. The third one is The Thrown Ups. Which of those isn't a grunge band? I'm going to say the farts. Grunt. The farts? Okay, I'm going to say the farts, the farts is not real. Grunt, the farts is not Grunt real. truck. Grunt truck is not. They're all grunge fans. Fuck you. They were all the insano. Grunt Z? truck is kind of cool. Uh, the Grunt farts truck are is okay. cool. That's why I was like, this can't be real. I know. But like all of those bands sort of sound like that because it's a real honest to God endemic sound that grew up organically there. Mm-hmm. No one was looking at it. No one cared about it because they were just making music for themselves. In right. The, in and, the fertile... Moisture of the, <laughs> of the Pacific Northwest, Northwest. <laughs> the loam. But what's what's crucial to Soundgarden is how early they were. Yes, in this, wow, in this whole that movement. was really interesting. And yeah. how they were the first ones to get a major label signing. Yes. When you described Soundgarden as the bronze category. Oh, yeah, we, I know. Wow. I remember that. I remember you saying yeah. that, yeah. Kristen. Kyle and I looked at each other ago. because they are, without them, th- that scene is so different. Nirvana does not go to Sub Pop without, without Soundgarden having been on Sub Pop. Because they respected. Sub Pop doesn't even get built without Soundgarden. Correct. Because, yes. Because. That DJ, right? DJ, John, yeah, Jonathan Poneman, who was a DJ at a college. I, it's, it's, I can't remember that. But, but he was a DJ in the area. He was a DJ in the area. And so inspired by Soundgarden that he put up the money so that they could record. That he started a label? 20, yeah. He started it with Bruce Pavitt. Bruce Pavitt was a friend of Kim Thale, the guitar player, who would eventually be the guitar player for Soundgarden. They came from Chicago to Seattle together in the early 80s. They met, they met, um, oh, and Hiro Yamamoto, the other, mm-hmm. uh, he uh-huh. came the original out with them, bass player, yeah. the original bass player for Soundgarden. Hiro, Kim Thale, and Bruce all left Chicago and they all went west to 
Soundgarden uh, to uh, to Seattle. To the magical Soundgarden. To of the Seattle. magical Soundgarden of Seattle, the soundiest garden that was ever <laughs> grown, and that that's how all those guys met. A uh, Matt Cameron and Chris Cornell were playing together in a band called the Shemps. Is that yes, right? the Shemps? That's correct. That's right, and like. That band fell apart Which because sounds all those like a goddamn doo-wop band from I know. the 60s. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, Marty and the Shemps were still trying to get there. <laughs> they were opening for the Curlies and the Moes. <laughs> That's right. They all played down at the Central Saloon. You had to sweep up after yourselves. Yeah, uh, yeah but there, there, so there's, there's no sub-pop as a label so without Soundgarden. Yeah. It's like the, their presence really helped to build that entire and that's, scene and that's and why sound. Nirvana signed to Sub Pop they're like well we like Soundgarden we respect respect them yeah well I also think that this is where my expertise as the resident layperson comes in because I do think that most people think of the hierarchy as I stated no I I totally agree with that ultimately that is probably correct in terms of like impact and how big these bands are or they'll even be like oh yeah Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. And then they'll be like, oh, right, Soundgarden. They'll do that. Like, mm-hmm. Soundgarden yeah. and Alice in Chains get, like, bumped off yeah. that part of the podium. For They're third vying slot. for third. They're over here trying to share one <laughs> medal. No one's They're talking sharing about all these band the members. <laughs> yeah, the fucking, or the Mud Honey. creators yeah. of, the, of the podium. Or Mud Honey. Yeah. yeah. There are all these Well, bands. actually, they're underneath it holding the podium up on their backs. <laughs> the Mud Honey and the Melvins. They really kind of are. And yeah. They, they really kind of are. You know, when um, there were no so footprints, they Anyway, we were talking about record recognizable songs so let's get into super unknown which is which is super known (laughs) yes which is the album that we're done recording has the iconic Soundgarden song which is black hole sun black hole sun won't you come wash me That's a song, if you know a Soundgarden song, yeah. that's what you know. If you know a second Soundgarden song, it's Spoon Man. Yep. Yeah. Which is also on this record. And then I would even say that the third slot would maybe fell on black days yeah that, that's probably oh yeah it. i know that song even beyond that there were two other radio hits from my that wave album. my wave and then my wave The Day I Tried to Live? And the Day I Tried to Live, okay. which might be my personal favorite That's Soundgarden song. On Down on the Upside, which was the album that came after Super Unknown, I think the songs that people would know are uh, Pretty News... And 
burden in my bur- hands. Burden in my hands. Yeah. yeah. Those are the songs you would hear on the radio. And those are nine songs. It's making me sad that no matter what, I know that we'll get to this later and I'm going out of turn, but it just in that moment, I was like sad that we'll never see him sing those songs again. I was like, really, really it is terrible. Sad because that is truly unique. It is a, such a great talent and an interesting and, you know, an amazing voice. It's sad mm-hmm. that he's gone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is. It's it's devastating. It's yeah. devastating to me. They were working on another record. And, and they're like halfway through. They had like six and songs. And he died from heroin, yes. He, he hanged he himself. Hung himself. Oh, in the, uh, after, after the show, show at the Fox Theater in Detroit. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they found him in his hotel room. Yeah, brutal. No. I think it was, it was a complication from Ativan, I think. Right. Wait, yeah. what? He had been prescribed the uh, oh, like drug a benzo, Adifan. yeah, right, uh-huh. which will is like an anxiety med, right? It mm-hmm. makes you. I think feel that's correct. Adifan, I it yeah, is. I think I think it's like related to Xanax. He, he had anxiety, so that would make that would mm-hmm. track for me. They think it was related to is Ativan maybe uh, an overprescription uh, led to suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I, exactly. I'm just curious as to how that yeah. was linked. Um, that is so tragic. Yeah, very sad. Gosh, it's so tragic. So such a bummer. Let's move on to the next category, which is commercial success. Which you know, Soundgarden does pretty well in this category, especially especially when you take into account the albums of that period: Bad Motor Finger, Super Unknown, Down on the Upside, all went platinum. Super Unknown went five times platinum. Bad Motor Finger went two times platinum. I mean, they were in the middle of the Down on the Upside even go platinum, or did it go it gold? Did. No, it went platinum. It went platinum. It did go platinum. This was also a time when people could sell out records at a record store, and that mm-hmm. people were yep. buying music. That yep. was to, to be clear. absolutely no. I yeah. mean, they were at the yeah. right time for this type of music to be doing well. Yeah, uh, and they did. I mean, they've sold an estimated twenty-five million records That's worldwide. Unbelievable. So, I mean, they do well in that category. And then if we go to the longevity category, which is the next category, uh, their heyday was, you know, 91 to 96. So that's five years. So that's it's not very long. It's not super long, especially in comparison to bands like Pearl Jam, you know, I mean, who they still, I guess, technically play. They still are working on <laughs> stuff. Right. It, and it, And like the thing about Pearl Jam, none of their records are bad no none of them were bad they're just not very either closely listened to they peaked uh, immediately but the other thing to consider with longevity is that thing that Soundgarden was around much earlier than the other bands Mm -hmm. correct you know and and they had first were on a record in 86 six. yeah exactly by CZ records a deep six complication they had a a few complication complication. (laughs) had a few tracks on deep six which is what made them eligible for the 2012 ceremony so right Uh, and then the next category some we've already talked about innovation influence there's no I mean grunge is not the same without Soundgarden it couldn't have I don't think I don't think I don't think it could have happened because it, that was the foil for sub pop to exist mm-hmm. and when 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 Bruce Pavitt and Jonathan Poneman started the label they're like we want to make Motown we want to sell the label we don't really want to we don't want it we want to sell the artists but we want it important that if you have the sub pop sticker if you have that sub pop seal of approval you know what you're, you're gonna, gonna buy get. that record yeah correct and that's that's the way Barry Gordy ran Motown. If it has the Motown, if it has the Motown logo on it, you're gonna buy it. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know who these guys are. Motown, sh- I'm going to buy the seven inch. Right. Yeah, and I'm I buy that, these singles. I think that works. You know, if there's a different podium, if it's not the like you know podium of popular opinion, then maybe the rankings are different. But. Yeah, and I think the other thing with in- influence is that unlike Nirvana and Pearl Jam, Soundgarden had a profound impact on a lot of metal artists. Yeah, that is true, and that's what I think of them. Again, coming from the layperson's uh, perspective, I think of them as like a bridge to harder stuff. Totally, yeah. you know, they really work. They're the they ga- were like they're a gateway band to harder stuff. One hundred percent. I think a yeah. lot of those people. It didn't. It didn't work. It wasn't for some reason. It wasn't the same way. Nirv- like when people listen to Nirvana, I think people listen to started listening to everything. God, when I when mm-hmm. I listened to Nirvana, I, that was the reason I wanted to listen to the Beatles. Yeah, right. I think you, know you listen I mean? to like, Soundgarden was, oh. and you're like, I could check out Tool. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I really mm-hmm. think that that is how you, you go fully down yeah. the metal path. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's a interesting aspect of them and how they uh, where they fit in the Seattle. They're like a, a darker more metal which is interesting like another grunge band that really like is that now and still has been they've god they've been around for whatever the The same amount of time uh, not the farts sadly (laughs) not really cutting records anymore cutting farts no records uh would be melvins sure melvins who are still extremely weird i mean they're never going to be enormous but like King Buzzo's still walking around the West Hollywood Whole Foods. He's, you know, he's buying groceries <laughs> King there, bro. Buzzo, how yeah. dare you? Uh, what? This is no, yeah, that's that was that's what his. Do they call yeah. him? I could call him Buzz, Buzz Osborne. Buzz, Buzz Osborne. Osborne. That's it. Um, yeah, the uh, next category is the last category, perhaps the most important. Does I my, my mother mom know them? <laughs> my mom does. Yeah, is that because you were a fan? Certainly. I'm, that's got to be okay. So my mom. Finally, I uh, she finally looked at. I must have been eleven when she finally did this. It was it was finally the the scare of parental advisory records. Finally, mm-hmm. was like, oh, we got to talk to our kids about this. Oh yeah. And my mom opened the liner notes. <laughs> She's like, Kyle, we need to talk to you about your music. She's she was her and my stepdad. I'm like I'm like what what do you want to talk about, mom? I was like in fifth grade or something. She's like, I think the music that you're listening to is too evil. It's too mean. And we, I have to, I'm going to have to look at every record you buy or and we're not going to let you listen to this stuff. And I was really scared. I'm like, I wanted, I needed music in my life. I needed to have it. I'm like, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do that. And she's like, she opened the, she opened the liner notes to, to bad motor finger. And she was reading off the lyrics to me. She said, yeah, God, like, I'm trying to remember lines out of Outshined because I remember specifically. For Also, for a moment, she was confused. Like, it might be Christian music. Are, are you are you looking California but feeling Minnesota? <laughs> Maybe I am, Mom. Just shut up. Oh, God. She was reading off lyrics to albums that I was listening to. And they're all, like, they're rock and roll records, man. They're, and they're all, like, yeah. depressed. And and also, I also think Soundgarden's the- lyrics are kind of oddly poetic and, if taken out of context, feel... Not super hard. Like, yeah, it gives me the butterflies, gives, gives me away. Yeah. Like, that's also, right. You know. I mean, she gives me the she, butterflies? She wasn't okay. With, she didn't mention that as a problem. <laughs> but she would like, she's like, you can't listen to this stuff. I'm she like, didn't well, take it from you though, right? She then asked me eventually, she was really conflicted about it. She did take my records for like two weeks. 
and I could only listen to the radio. But she realized, well, she, he's going to listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. And his friends have these records. He's just going to go and listen to the records. Huh. Friends. I'd so rather he drink in the one, house. And we're, and we're driving <laughs> home after school. She, got, she has my sister in the backseat. I'm sitting up front. She's like, Kyle, I want to give you your records back. I was like, okay. Oh, God. Thanks. Well, thanks. She's like, Kyle, those, are really, those lyrics are, are really harsh. Promise me you're not going to become a serial killer. Yes, mom. I said, Mom, I yes. promise. She's like, Fine. She Perfect. never gave me. And then instantly, right after that, I bought Use Your Illusion 1, Use Your Illusion 2, Evil Empire by Rage. Rage. Oh, yeah. Rage. oh my She's God. Like, I don't care. He'll be That's fine now. That is so Cute. funny. It's ridiculous. Um, does your mom know who my mom Soundgarden said, is? Absolutely. I asked her. She said, Absolutely. Yep. I asked my mom, but I Can I ask my stepmom? No, she knows. This is she knows yeah, My mom yeah. does know who Soundgarden is. My mom has probably seen Soundgarden in concert on some yeah. sort of like <laughs> thing where she was going to see someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, mom seems pretty cool. My mom is very cool. So she wow. just she just saw the Black Keys. She loves that. Is cool. Yeah. That's cool. Our 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 mother's knowledge of Soundgarden. Good good sign for Soundgarden. It's time yeah. for the verdict, guys. Should Soundgarden be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will they? If so, when? And will it be this year? Kristen, we're going to start with you. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think I can now say, I think I always thought this, but I now resolutely do believe that they should be in the Rock Mm -hmm. and Roll Hall of Fame. Which might come as a shock to people, given <laughs> because our last episode. Because I really episode. reacted so hard, harshly. This is, a, this is quite the turn of events. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, but I have always felt that way. I do. I think that the, I even, even if they hadn't been the big influence that I find out now that they are, even then, I do think that the. Th- the bronze metal grunge band should, should be in, in no matter yeah. what. I think the bronze metal soul band should be in. I think, you know, like I, I, that is not. Um, so yes, I do believe that they should get in. I, I am sure that they will get in. Um, uh, I, I don't think it will be this year. It could be. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a possibility, especially because I do believe that their fans are kind of of the age that they would rally around this cause you mm-hmm. know yeah um i think it's kind of uh, i i think it's possible i don't think it should be this year though i think they should get in in the next uh i think they should definitely get in in the next 10 years i think they should get in probably five years from now like in five years i would love to see them inducted um but that's just me and kind of what i believe okay <laughs> great <laughs> kyle Obviously, so, you think they should. I do think they should. However, I sort of, um, and I and the, a part. Of, I think they will, especially now that Kristen, you alluded to earlier that you were like they have powerful friends, and that's probably how they're going to get in. My initial concern is that the the hall doesn't pay really that much attention to harder acts. And I think a lot of the times they'll be like, the nomination is the reward. So my concern is if they don't get in this year with the buzz of Chris Cornell still passing, that they will never get in. Interesting. Oh, see, I... I think, they have to, I think they have to ride all of those coattails at once to actually get in. And if they don't, they won't. But that would have been last you, year all their, all if their, that was the big year. Well, that... honestly, yeah. I mean, he passed away in, what, 2017? Uh, so, so is that right? If, yeah. So if he was going to be inducted on a posthumous wave, it would have been immediately after then. So this is a few years after that, kind of proving that it's still in I the conversation. I think the posthumous wave keeps going. What's that For a while. song? What was it called? My Catch wave? My, my Wave. Yeah. yeah. My wave. I think, I think <laughs> My Wave is still rolling, baby. Uh, right. <laughs> 
So, I mean, I, I think they should be, and I do think they will be. Okay. And I don't think it's going to happen this year. It could. There's, a, I mean, it's heavy it's competition. It's like out of the, the realm of possibility, but with all the lane splitting happening among harder acts, especially. That, yeah, it's brutal. That will diminish the chances for a lot of those acts. I think they will get in. I think it'll be within the next five years. I think it could be even sooner. Like, I, I could, could see it happening next, next year. Next year. Um, especially now that they've almost, like, broken the seal on their nomination in a way. Like, I don't know that they're an FYN band. Right. But they will, what will happen is people will feel bad that they didn't get around to yeah. voting for Soundgarden this year. And if they're in the ballot next year, they will do it. Or if it's in two years or three years or whatever, mm. it's it's just competition is stiff this year, especially if you like that type of music. Yeah. yeah. And you might, you could have a, a fully hard rock ballot that doesn't have Soundgarden and on we it. We didn't even mention, we didn't even mention Nine Inch Nails on that ballot. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. yeah. Again, right. so it's like you're really splitting the kind of 90s hard like 90s hard rock mm-hmm. Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails on the same ballot yeah like, right and then so many bands that influence them and right then exactly right. a ton of bands that influence them and then not to this is a left field comment and I know this but just like kind of with the other 90s act being the Dave Matthews band it's just such a weird <laughs> just it's, just, it's bizarre you have two hard 90s act and then kind of like one incredibly mellow yeah, 90s extremely act mellow. yeah uh, uh, so we know the band members that are being included Soundgarden was not one of those bands that had like a lot of members necessarily cycling through uh, not really, no. So, I mean, it's going to be Matt Cameron and Chris Cornell. Didn't they already Kim say? Thale. Yeah, right. It'll, It'll be, be Ben Shepard. Ben Shepard, and they, they're including Hero. Yamamoto, Are they? Which is that good. That is great. Because he was there from the beginning, and he was on he created, the two albums. He quit so he could go back to school at Western Washington University. Yeah. Listen, man, I went to Western. <laughs> oh, yeah. wasn't, wasn't fucking worth quitting Soundgarden. My for. God. And they had already had a, they had already done Louder Than Love. I know. He's like, wild. I'm going to go get my engineering degree. Uh, the, the question, <laughs> here's a question. Hero, don't be a hero. If you know? They get I mean, inducted. If Soundgarden gets inducted, who inducts them? I think there's one obvious choice, which is Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Uh, Eddie has talked about Chris Cornell with such uh, an effusive and heartfelt. Uh, I mean, Chris Cornell helped Eddie transition from being the San Diego guy into this tight knit yeah. Seattle scene. Yeah. Which uh, Eddie is all was he still sort of feels like an outsider. He's like, I'm still sort of a tourist. Yeah. Feel like every every interview you see with him, which is actually kind of nice and it's great that he can be like that humble and magnanimous without also being another like suicide case. Like right. he's just like mm-hmm. I mean like and I and I, I hate to I hate to be so so dismissive, but Every artist I ever loved growing up, they've all killed themselves. Kurt Cobain, gone. Lane, Lane Staley, Staley, gone. Lane Staley used to come into my uh, Toys R Us. Alice in Chains. Oh. When, I, Whoa, when I worked at Toys really? R Us, mm-hmm. yeah. When I was worked at Toys R Us, he would come in and he would play the N64, like... Demo? He would play the demo. He would play, like, Mario Kart all the time. And uh, oh the lady who was the manager, there was like, get this homeless guy out of here. And my friend Regan was, was working the electronics section at the time. She's like, listen... Normally, I'd get rid of anybody, but this guy, I can't really kick this guy out. Yeah. This is the guy. And he, and watching him, like, she had to tell me that's who that was because he was just so gone. My God. Just oh. so, like, so sad. It was just like living on, like, heroin and Skittles. And then finally, he just didn't come in one day, and we were like, oh. For like wow. three weeks later, they found him in his apartment in the U district. My just God. like, nah. 
We smell outside. To just talking about this as well, the idea of, I know that what we're about to talk about next is kind of, you know, who would be in the tribute and what Mm -hmm. songs would they play. And thinking about the opportunity to have this kind of Seattle grunge celebration in a way, mm-hmm. it, it is very appealing for a live performance. The Soundgarden tribute is appealing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it, I wasn't seeing it before blinded as I was by the dirge and mm-hmm. my anger about Aretha's mistreatment. Which is cruel But I... Yeah, you can incorporate several different generations too yes. all, all, all i mean anyone from the seattle uh scene at that time is a candidate to give the speech but i think just given that eddie vetter has done so many and he's clearly a friend of the hall he's inducted the doors and right. uh, rem oh and I neil young this. and oh my God. Yeah, he shows up he shows oh, up yeah. a lot he shows up um wow but you know ann wilson is also yeah, a candidate. She's a candidate. That's oh. who I thought you were going to say. There's only one person. I'm like, it's Ann Wilson. Well, just kind of returning the favor in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and then, but she could also very easily be, I mean, she's already performed at the hall a Soundgarden song. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, this is kind of a weird... Do they not usually double up if an artist has done a thing like that? They won't have them come back and do the same thing there again. There are no <laughs> rules with the hall, baby. Okay, we're just a <laughs> small speculation. It. Wild speculation. It just, you know, just happened recently, though. Um, but you know who performed at a Chris Cornell tribute, who was a Seattle musician that surprised me, but she was kind of great at it, was Brandy Brandi Carlyle. Carlyle. Brandy fucking Carlisle. Singing Absolutely. Black Hole Sun. She's great. She's great. With Soundgarden. She with would the remaining be great members. to sing that song. Yeah, and she's a wow. Seattle musician. Yeah. And so there's there's that connection there. I think the songs that they would play in the tribute, obviously they'd play Black Hole Sun. Yep. I think you would probably do Outshined as well. Little, I, I wonder, that's a little, uh, that song's really what muddy. What was that song that, you were, that we played? It's a great song. Oh, uh. Fell on Black Days? Yeah. Yeah, they might do that. So my wave might get played because it's kind of jaunty and fun. Uh huh. You Again, want, we were yeah. talking about Soundgarden's not what, really yeah. fun. What well, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want to play Pretty Noose. That would be yeah, a less, bad song absolutely to play. Absolutely not. Oh, uh-huh. well, you know what? The, the uh, Nancy and Ann Wilson would really do a great duet on a Blow Up the Outside World, which was sort of a nominal radio. <gasps> oh, hit. Uh, I do. Yeah, I from, know that song. From Down on the Upside, it's, right? Yeah. So it, it, it feels like Black Hole Sun, and then after that, it could it's anybody's game. I yep. think too. I think yeah, you get you do kind of a Nirvana in a way where you get a bunch of different artists. Different different Grohl singers. has to play the drums, right? Well, <laughs> what Kristen means <laughs> no, is when they the did the Nirvana tribute, the, yeah. yeah, the Nirvana induction. Every song was a different lead singer. Ah, all women. Oh, I so see. Was, I see. Was, but the band was the same. Yeah. So it was Nirvana. I mean, it was. So it was, it was Nirvana. Grohl so it was and Nova Salich and Pat Smear playing on stage with them. But yeah. then it was Joan Jett and then Kim Gordon and then Saint Vincent and then That's Lord. Right. Yeah. It Who's was the last one? Lord. Lord. Oh, cool. What did she say? Cool. All apologies. Oh God. It yeah. was cool. And if they did something gotta, similar to that, I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, they could easily do that. With a lot well, of. Well, yeah. People. Oh, so okay. So the backing band is Soundgarden. Right. Is the remaining members and then probably. Hero coming out to play either guitar, like uh, the additional guitar yeah, part, probably. Because that would be that yeah. would be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. And then, so then you're saying, then you Brandy have- Carlisle. 
you probably bring her out maybe towards and the end. You yeah. start Nancy with and start Anne. Anne and Nancy yeah. as like the ones who came before, and then you do a contemporary like Eddie, and then yeah, yeah. Just don't bring as don't bring Malcolm Moore. Don't bring that. Uh, there's no him. chance that that would ever happen. Is he Seattle? Bring, oh he's, my God, Are you kidding? Ever. He's yeah. so Seattle. <laughs> Does he ever talk bring about it? He never Sir talks about it. He never talks about bring scooters. He never talks about don't scooters bring. and he never talks about Seattle. Um, yeah. Well, if Soundgarden gets inducted, yes. will you go to the ceremony with us? Where is it? Is it, are they doing it here in LA this, this year? year? No, it's, it's it in, goes in back Cleveland? and forth. It goes back we're, and forth between. We're dedicated. We go where the ceremony is. Do you really? This year's Cleveland. Yes. Last, last year, go with, last year, year we went go. to New York. This year we're going to Cleveland. I've and never been to Cleveland. New chairman of the board, John Sykes, has implied that they need to start incorporating the West Coast more, Uh-oh. which means the ceremony could make its way to L.A. soon. And here's well, it, the thing. It, it was if they don't induct Pat Benatar, I'll never know. In 2013, it was, the ceremony it was, was in L.A. Okay. Yeah, and then I think 93 was the oh, last time. Ooh. Yeah. Boy. Right, but you're coming with us. If Soundgarden gets inducted. Oh, my God, yeah. When have they done voting? Not until like January. Okay. So you got some time to to. I can plan that plane ticket. Perfect. Or are we road tripping? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Let's road trip. Let's do a tour. That'll be great. Kyle, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. I want to give the opportunity to plug anything, maybe the night that you DJ. Oh, please. Also, your social media as well. Just be, yeah, you can please, yeah. you can find me um, uh, sputtering all kinds of hyperbolic and absurdist and left-wing nonsense on Twitter at K Duncan G. You can find me uh, on you can find me uh, on Instagram at DJ Super Paranoid, and uh, you can also come see me at the Mermaid every Monday. I do. I DJ an all request heavy metal night. It's the only all request heavy metal night in Los Angeles, which is honestly quite metal. That's Hell pretty yeah. metal. I, I I want to foster real community. Like I think that's cool. I want to hear other people. Like there are a lot of really cool metal nights. Like you can go see DJs every Tuesday at like Footsie's, but that's like all vinyl. I'm like that's mm-hmm. cool, but like. Wouldn't it be rad if you could just walk in and be like, hey, I really like this metal song. Will you play that? And I always say yes. That so rules. we, we, um, and I do with Demorge Brown, who is a friend of the show. Former yes. guest, craft work, uh, yeah. super fan. You can find him at a stupid, stupid man <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, plug him. Why, why the fuck not? So, I mean, yeah, well, I'm yeah. plugging him because he always advertises for the show, too. He always yeah. advertises for Metal Monday. So he and I sit up there every week. He plays a character called the Spiritual Advisor who we, we have painted as the mouthpiece of Satan and that every time, and he'll do an extemporaneous rant, sort of like put like standing at the pulpit, like screaming at the crowd, like getting them, <laughs> getting them all amped up to like be like conscripts in Satan's army. But it's always, it's always improvised and it's always corporate sponsored. That's so funny. It's like please that. come out. It's very yeah. fun. It Maybe starts Joe and I will come. PM. Yeah, we'll come. We'll Joe come and by I will If you guys come by, too. I will buy you. I will cover your bar tab. My God. I promise you I will that do is that. So, hang out. So, that is so Joe nice. doesn't drink a lot, but, That's fine. but I will I this do. night. <laughs> I will this come night. out and do it. And this is, this is for everyone. Please come out. Heavy metal is fun. Even if you don't think the song that you love is heavy metal, we'll, I mean, it's probably rock and roll enough. What we will if, play it. What if, I, what if I request some Deftones? Yes, my favorite, one of my favorite bands of all time. All we will right, absolutely then. play you. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Very good. But no punk rock. I love uh, punk rock, but play it at your own punk rock night. <laughs> Well, well, thanks again, Kyle. Uh, you can f- go to go to Metal Night. Follow him on all platforms. 
Uh, you can follow us at RockHallPod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, RockHallPod at gmail.com is the email address. You're going to have to designate if you want Kristen to see it. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, you need to say grunt. What was it? Grunt oh, truck. Grunt truck. Grunt truck. Grunt truck. So that we know you listen to this episode. Yeah. yeah. November 8th, Friday on Comedy Central, 11 p.m. My half-hour stand-up special is coming out. Congratulations to you, my friend. Yeah, Thank you. Joe. That's a big deal. Please Ooh, watch that. I saw it live, and I can tell you what. It's oh, good. Damn, damn, damn. Did you film here in town? New Orleans. Oh, the Bayou. Listen, I'm clearly willing to travel. So. For drinks. <laughs> Anywhere there's drinks, Chris is I'll willing go. to travel. Let's do it. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Joe Devine for the equipment. And thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. Thank you again, Kyle. I'm Joe Guazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares? About the rock call. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.